Gamer Cinema. Welcome, ladies and gents, to Gamer Cinema, the show all about taking your favorite games and turning them into cinematic gold. I am your humble host, Jonathan Barber, and I just activated my VATS mode. Hey guys, it's Mitchell. Um, I am the child of darkness, and I love cupcakes. And it's your boy, the escape artist. Welcome to the podcast. I am going to be like completely honest with you. I don't know how to swim, but I do know how to ride a bike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying yet. I'm saying, crap, how do I respond to that in a witty way? Answer, I don't think I can. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today, guys. And today, in case you couldn't tell, and I guess the title for the video is probably obvious as well, we are going to be doing a video all about the Fallout movie. Fallout is a very popular game series. At the time of this recording, Fallout 76 just released, and um, to put it mildly, that was kind of a dumpster fire, so let's try and make something a bit better, why don't we? So today's recommendation came to us from Mitch, our resident child of darkness, and he wanted to do Fallout because it is actually his birthday. Happy birthday, Mitch. Woohoo! Thanks, I'm turning 12. Turning 12? Wow, you, you are a very mature 12-year-old, I'll tell you that. Thank you, thank you. I try. It's <laughs> the vegetables. All right, so Mitch, I think it's pretty safe to assume you're our resident Fallout expert. I played about two hours of Fallout 3. I played 10 minutes of Fallout Shelter, and I watched 10 minutes of playing of Fallout 76. So I'm not super equipped for this. Stuart, have you ever played Fallout before? Uh, a little bit, but not enough to know a ton. Yeah, so oh, no. Mitch, you're going to be our Fallout expert. Me and Stuart will quip in and add some suggestions when we think we know what we're doing. But by and large, it sounds like you're the only one here who will know what they're talking about. So lay down some Fallout lore for us. What's the world like? All right, so I'm going to mainly reference Fallout 4 because it's the one I'm most familiar with. Um, the premise is, you know, there's this giant world war going on. It's, you know, nuclear powers and all that. Mm -hmm. and essentially... This company, vault Tech shows up. They're like these guys that are doing all these innovative things, and they make these things called vaults, which are people where, sorry, vaults, which are places where people can go for bomb safety, such as like shelters. However, they have more of a sinister undertone where it is actually places where vault Tech experiments on people, whether it be humane, for like finding cures for diseases, or it's just literally seeing how long they can freeze people and see what happens to them 200 years later. And that's basically the beginning of the game, and then you see the bombs drop, you, you know, you're thrown in 200 years later, and the world's completely different. You have these things like superhumans, you have all these new groups that show up, you have like all these interesting innovations, but we never really see what happened right after when the bombs drop. We never see how the people survived and brought themselves to what seems to be a functioning society. Yeah, that sounds really interesting, actually. So essentially, what there's some sort of evil mega corporation that stuffed people inside these nuclear test bunkers, essentially? Yep, pretty much. And then all these people got released into the wasteland several hundred years after the bombs dropped. Is that correct? Some, yes. Others seems that they've lived through the radiation so this is where you get these beings called ghouls which are creatures that are have a longer lifespan than humans 
they're still human, but they've their skin's been like peeled back. They're all scarred. Their vocal cords have been burned out. They look pretty hideous. They that look like they're undead. Disgusting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So are they zombies or are they not zombies? So there's ghouls, which are the more human, and then you have feral ghouls, which the radiation has drawn them mad, and they're essentially the same kind of thing as a zombie. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it really sounds like we have a pretty big canvas to work with. We could go at any point during this nuclear war. It sounds like there's a bunch of irradiated kind of animals too, right? There's a bunch of mutant crabs and scorpions. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Plenty. So you could just be walking down the street and you get mauled to death by a radioactive beaver that's like 10 feet tall. Is that something that's in the games? A beaver? We, we have not seen a beaver, but honestly, I would love if there were a beaver in that game. Okay, because I saw a trailer for Fallout 76 and you fight like this 20 foot tall nuclear sloth. I was like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. If the game wasn't garbage, huh. I might have to fight it. But what? I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> I mean... When I look at it, it's just the world radiated. I imagine any creature hit with enough radiation might turn into some type of Godzilla-esque creature. All right. Well, that's really interesting. Sounds like we got a lot to work with. So I'm That going... is a lot to work with because you could literally take this in any direction. Seriously, <laughs> I'm excited. I really am excited. So let's start the clock right now. We've got one hour to figure this mess out. <laughs> so, I want to start first. Um, I don't know if I want to do this, just putting it out there. It sounds like the most interesting thing to talk about are the vaults these people were put in. Like, you said there are hundreds of these, and each one was some different kind of social experiment, right? Yes, correct. That sounds so interesting. Like, I don't know if it could be the movie, but literally you could do an entire series, just like each episode seeing the different kind of insane things this company did to people. That would be really cool. That would be fun, especially because there's just the, the, the types of things people could experiment on with animals in general is just pretty vast. So imagine what you could do with humans. Yeah, you may have heard of this one before, but I've, I've been really interested by this. So I actually was reading up on it and two of the vaults. So one of them had 99 men and one woman and the other had 99 women and one man. And there were some notes the scientists were taking, and it said the one with 99 men was horrifying. But they said the one with only one man and 99 women was very interesting. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, what happened in there? That would be a really, really cool show. It's bad, but I'm getting like really, really bad Holocaust vibes right now. Holocaust vibes. Yeah, we could seriously because you're right didn't the germans also do a bunch of really messed up it's scientific experiments yeah. experiments with quotations like on the jewish people yeah i remember the there's people. this one doctor who did all this research on twins and mm -hmm. yeah, yep. yeah you know about that too much it's, it's yeah yeah messed up. but gosh i'm actually i'm almost paralyzed with all the options we have right now <laughs> So I guess maybe again, a bit too many. <laughs> gotta, <laughs> like pretty much the story is, oh, bombs drop the world's nuclear. What do we do with that? Whoa. Literally Mitch is having a heyday thinking about how many ways he can kill people. <laughs> no, no. He's, he's like actually thought this out before it was an idea for a podcast. He's like, how many ways could they have killed people and follow? Well, Mitch, you are the birthday boy. So why don't you steer us in the direction you want to go? Oh boy! All right, let's <laughs> let's 
definitely take a look at possibly the vault. And okay. let's like we can we can hash out a specific vault later, but maybe let's think about like a vault before and after the bombs dropped because before the bombs drop, you know, this thing's getting built and then they have people that are either applying to get in or they're inscripting people to get in or for the most part people believe that they were say they were safe under this false pretense. So I I'd like to see or maybe explore how they got so many people in or even why they chose the certain two people groups they did. That could be interesting. Yeah, that does sound really cool. Hmm. So you're saying that the people who made it in the vaults were like hand selected. Didn't they pay to get in there? It was like white collar upper class America that was able to get in, right? Yes. Okay, so I'm imagining this is kind of like a ticket to the Titanic. You had to be rich to get first class, but you ended up kind of screwed. Mm, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> okay, here's what I'm thinking. So we go, we take a look at Vault 420. It's just a bunch of stoners in there. And we just watch <laughs> them do drugs for like an hour and a half. And that's our movie. Greatest movie ever. Uh, <laughs> and I the mean... thing is, and the thing is, is like at the very end, you just put no stoner was hurt in the making of this film. <laughs> we should have some sort of pun with the numbers, if we're able to. You could do number one being like the absolute one percent of the population. And then, okay, we can only do this if in cell six six six, Damien's sitting there just like by himself. <laughs> now I can write poetry forever. <laughs> okay this is um, all these people who are dark <laughs> yeah the emo one so it sounds like to me these vaults have so many interesting things it would be difficult just to zoom in on one so what if we take the perspective of one of the scientists who's studying all these different people hmm. or maybe a group of them and like, oh, what did your group do today? Oh, they ate each other. What about yours? Oh, they're worshiping a basketball. Delightful. <laughs> that would be that would Wilson! be a nice perspective. <laughs> yeah, they're just <laughs> trying to like Spalding. Hashtag not a sponsor. Hashtag could be a sponsor. Let's figure out who our pro tag is. And I'm assuming we want to visit as many different vaults as possible, right? We don't want to just stick with one. Unless it's a really, really messed up vault. Well, you could do that thing where, like, they go through and it's like, ooh, really bad vault. Ooh, like a punny vault. And then, like, as he's walking, you can see what a couple of the other vaults are. Yeah, that sounds good. There has to be 666 at least, so we can have Damien <laughs> sitting in a corner. <laughs> what if there's only up to, like, 20 of them and one scientist is like, oh, but what are we going to put all the emo people at? I got it. <laughs> I got it. A vault way out by itself. <laughs> Yeah, so. It needs to be in, like, Death Valley. Oh, why, did, why didn't you put it next to all the other vaults? <laughs> the emo people refuse to blend in with the normal people. That's they have funny. to be out by themselves. <laughs> all right, all right. Actually, let's not pick the protagonist first. Let's think of five or six vaults with interesting concepts, and that can be the ones the scientists or whoever bases their research on. What if, now, yes, it's a little inhumane, but That's what okay. if they we did a vault? We need to be messed up for this. <laughs> Well, That's I am why we the got you here, Mitch. That's why we got you. Yeah. <laughs> but what if one of the um, the vaults specifically looked at animals and how radiation affected them? Oh, okay. 
And then at one point, I'm sure the vault breaks loose and all the animals get inside the lab or something. But what if that's the explanation for uh, Fallout 76, where all those wild animals came from that vault? Okay, I'll make a list of all these vaults. That's what I'm doing. I'm writing, I'm writing down my uh, vaults, and I've got 420 stoners and 666 Damien. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Okay. So oh yeah, and then I need to put animals. number one is the one percent. And I honestly want to do that vault where there's 99 women and one man. I think that would be so interesting. Yeah. That now, would don't be want to make it too weird, Christian Minecraft server, but we do need to get a little bit freaky here. Because this is about inhumane government testing, and it's not going to be a walk in the park, basically. Can we have Vault 5 be a vault where they pull apart the limbs to where there's five limbs? Yeah, what if they try to surgically reattach different limbs on people? That includes that includes the head, so the two arms, the two legs, Ooh. and then the head. Vault 5. And, okay, let's do that. And maybe, and maybe even, to make it even weirder, maybe when the people die, they still take off the limbs and try and reanimate the limbs on living, cor- uh, so it's living bodies. So kind of multi-limbed Frankenstein. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Bethesda, we... call us. We got ideas. Can we? Okay, <laughs> so this is really, this is really sort of... It's going to throw off a little bit of the movie. But I really want, like, the main characters walking down, looking at the vaults, and it's just like, who is in charge of naming these? And there's just, like, this one guy who's, like, got glasses, and he looks like a nerd, and he's like, me. me. <laughs> and it's like, it's like these are terrible puns. <laughs> <laughs> we need some experiments to be funny, and then some of them are actually dark, and then some of them are, like, like beyond dark they are messed up yeah so we've got dark ones so far so let's get one or two funny ones i want to do uh the second vault can the second vault be people who always get second place a bunch of beta males so no one wants to take charge like i i can do this if if it's not too much trouble i mean uh maybe i don't i don't i don't all indecisive people yes 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 and they all starve because they never figure out where they want to have dinner at okay so i don't I don't want to make this weird. But no, what are we're we already weird. Vault? Don't worry. What are we doing with Vault 69? Oh, no, 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 <laughs> Bad, Stuart. Bad, Stuart. <laughs> what? I mean... I don't... I don't... <laughs> okay. Let's do this. What if they're all a bunch of nuns? There we go. Play with expectations. Oh. And they all just die out because they refuse to you, breed with each other. That would be so funny that they just... Wait, well, they're nuns. Oh, good point. <laughs> you need a few priests in there to yeah, make a Nuns baby. and priests, yeah. Just, they refuse to breed with each other. They well, also they can't, but they refuse can. to do it. It's like, check your privilege. They could breed if they wanted to. Like, uh... <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh no! Uh-oh. And so it has made a turn for the worse. <laughs> oh yeah, I have a couple really dark ideas. Okay, lay them on me. Not, lay them on it. Not that I. Not that you, know, you stay up at night thinking about this or anything. No, but like I really think one of the darkest things that I think everybody's ever seen in a movie is seeing what the human body can withstand. Ooh, okay. And so one of them, I want to be a human microwave, 
where they keep ushering in one more person and then see how hot they can raise the temperature with the radiation until they explode. Okay. And then seeing, and then like, like you're wondering what in the world that has to do with anything, but then the ones that survive or the ones that are the descendants of the ones that survived the longest, they send out into the radiation first. And those are like the ghoul people Mitch was talking about. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I like it. I like it. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'm surprised I didn't think of it. <laughs> We've got our second resident child of darkness over here. No, 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 no. I'm the happy one. Mitch the yeah, happy not, child not, of darkness. Not with that okay. idea, you aren't. Shut up, okay? It's not stuff that I think about. Oh, I, would, like, I would love, okay, we need to have this gag in the movie. So maybe the microwave in the scientist's office breaks. So they just like put their frozen dinner into the room for a couple seconds. <laughs> You just hear all no, this screaming, no, and he brings you know, it back out. You know what would be so much worse? <laughs> you know what would be so much worse? The scientist studying that specific room. Like, his partner comes back, and he's like, ah, the microwave's broke. And he's like, just give it to me. And they give it to the next person walking in, and they're like, hey, hold this. <laughs> and hold this for uh, two 2.30, and then flip it over for another two minutes. <laughs> that's so bad oh that's good that's good that's really good yeah this has definitely got to be a funny movie i think very big on dark humor it's like okay it's gonna be so funny the fallout games seem to be funny because i mean like those little pit boy advertisement guys you know the guys with the smiley faces and the blue jumpsuits yeah yeah Yeah, the guy with the thumbs up looks like a very funny game series yeah, it's it's very heavy on the whole bloody humor, uh, dark humor kind of stuff. Especially with like the little Pip Boy advertisements. Like if you see like the little cartoons, it's very like it looks very cute, but then he gets murdered like her horribly, and you're like, oh wow, that's great, you know? So okay, here's one more I can think of. What if the only way you can get food in this one vault is by buying it? But they have infinite money, so inflation is crazy, and they can't actually buy anything. That's just, Hmm. that's cruel. (laughs) You know, it's kind of like, it reminds me, was it in Germany or somewhere in Europe? There was that huge overinflation, and they needed a wheelbarrow of money just to buy a potato. That's crazy. And it could maybe show, like, oh, how worthless monetary wealth is and focus on other things that really matter. Maybe we can drive home some sort of moral in the movie. How How messed up do you want this movie to be? How messed up is Fallout, Mitch? Hmm. Mm. <laughs> um. It's concerning. You have to think about it. Uh, I mean, oh boy. Uh, yeah, it can get pretty dark. There's a lot of dark themes throughout it. Like, um, you could be doing a quest that seems pretty simple, and then maybe you're like walking past something, and you realize like a lot of the lore is it's very, very dark, or like there's some legends or things going on. Um, especially like, uh, the town of like Salem, cause, mm-hmm. uh, Fallout 4, it's in that area. And there's a lot of stuff, uh, like the witchcraft museum and you go in and it's, it's a very, very creepy place where, you know, just something's gone horribly wrong. So these should all be vaults we use, but they're mostly throwaway gag vaults, I believe. So what if one vault is this woman who lives or who's stuck there all by herself and she's surrounded by pictures of her family or dolls or something and the scientist just has to watch her slowly go insane when she's by herself and the scientist maybe yeah 
I was going to say, if you want to do something like that, there already is an experiment of how long people can stand absolute silence with nothing to look at. Mm. And it drives them insane within like nobody's lasted 10 minutes, I think. Okay, then let's do some sort of isolation chamber. The scientist maybe falls in love with the girl. Then maybe he starts to think, oh, maybe what we're doing is kind of messed up. Maybe we should stop. But then again, there doesn't have to be an overall moral. We could have him be a bad guy or something. Do you guys want him to be a good guy or a bad guy? Or morally gray? He could be... He could be wanting to take advantage of the her insanity. That's and true. maybe it backfires completely on him. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, what if, what if he goes to, like, say, no, wait, you're not alone. And for some reason in her mind... Oh, she thinks she he's, like, God or something? No, but she no like she doesn't see him as a human, and she like murders him, and then she takes his like his body, breaks it apart, and like builds a shrine to some type of thing that is now living in her in, in unconscious insanity or something. Okay, and then she could break out or something, open up the vaults, and maybe that's how the ghouls and the irradiated animals get out. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah, so maybe the I don't guy know. Fall- I, I went dark again. <laughs> Now it could work. I mean, I was... meat effigies are cool, I guess. <laughs> Great. Body pyramids, <laughs> meat effigies. What's next? Do you want to um, do you want to throw in some science jokes? Sure. At vault 132, you could do a pressure vault, which sees how much pressure the body can withstand before it explodes. And the entire time it's just playing Freddie Mercury's pressure. No. No, you want to <laughs> no, know what I wanted it to play? No. Space Odyssey, because that's the pressure of space. And then like right or, when it's dun, dun, and, they and you just hear like up. snap, 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 snap. Terrible podcast. Wow. Oh man. This is uh, literally a podcast of how dark can we get before we all just get ashamed of ourselves i feel like we're flirting with fan fiction now (laughs) oh no okay let's rein it in now we got our vaults we've established we're all messed up individuals let's figure out our plot and why don't we agree or we don't have to do this but why don't we have the ending be when the vaults are broken out or when the animals and the ghouls escape into the wasteland And that's how it ends, and people are like, oh, that's why I'm fighting those guys, because that stupid scientist wanted to smooch the crazy girl or something. Or you could do, like, at the very end, you're showing that each of these experiments wasn't just because of the fact that they were cruel. They actually all had a reason behind them. Okay. Like, and then that's how you... So, like, the pressure one, you instantly see people that were not subjected to the pressure when they walk outside, or the radiation, like the microwave radiation. Yeah. When they walk outside, they instantly just explode and die. But the ones that live through those tests, you see them walk out and nothing happens. Yes, they're mutated, but they lived. Like, just sort of one of those things where it's sort of, uh, you know... We did it for a reason. No matter how messed up it was, we still found out something. Okay, so mm. maybe the government's it's not like, so bad after all. No, they're yeah. Right. <laughs> it's it's like it's that sort of like do the ends justify the means yeah. kind of maybe uh, question. Maybe it was okay to kill all those children, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Seeing how long children could last in radiation—that'll be fun. Maybe we'll just end with a really nihilistic ending, like "eh, doesn't matter." Helped a few people, hurt a few others. What does it care? We'll all die eventually. 
But you know what? We'll never die. Microtransactions. Buy our Pip Boy lunchboxes or something. <laughs> you know what? We'll never die. <laughs> Microtransactions. Get the get the Gamer Cinema T-shirt today. Oh yeah. Pre-order now to get five dollars off or something. Pre-order now to get no money off. Just the satisfaction of saying that you pre-ordered it. Where can I sign up? <laughs> okay, just, but yeah. just sign this waiver to get into the vault, and you can get a free shirt right now. I think how the games go. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mitch. People come outside of the vaults, and there's already this huge, thriving community. Now it's a lot messier than before, but they're regular humans. They've got settlements. They've got food and water. Isn't that what happened, Mitch? Yes, that is correct. Yeah, so it's saying, maybe you shouldn't trust the government. Maybe this is all about rugged individualism and roughing it out yourself. Hmm. Maybe it, maybe it doesn't feel like the vault is enough to do the entire movie. Maybe the first two acts are the scientist working there, and then when he sees too many people die, he decides to run out, and maybe he's one of the original pioneers who actually settles the new nuclear frontier. I like it because uh, I think in I think one eleven in the in uh, Fallout Four the scientists they were told they could leave after a certain amount of days when they got the all clear but when the all clear never came the scientists began began getting antsy and eventually mutiny happened and they like everyone died in the entire place because they tried to get out. So what happened when so they tried to get sense. out? Did the computer system kill them? <sighs> From what I remember, you're walking around and you just see dead bodies everywhere, so like maybe they skeletons, because it's been a while. Okay. And um, they they had killed each other, but you got to figure there's got to be either someone who lived, but you would imagine if they've been in this secure facility the entire time and they go up, either they're going to get radiated and live, or they're going to get radiation poisoning and die. Oh, wait a second. So, what if the scientist we're following, if we choose to do that, what if he gets fed up with everyone and he ends up sealing them all inside the vault so they all just die in there? He's like, this is punishment for the six things that we did. Mm. I like that. That's a good idea. Okay. But, like, also, you could you could also try taking this from the perspective of the scientist actually thinks he's doing good. Mm -hmm. He's helping prep the new world, quote-unquote. That's true. But he doesn't realize the consequences that are about to come with it. Hmm. Okay. Uh, let's figure this out now. Then, do we want um, do we want our scientist Bill or whatever? Do we want him to stay inside the testing chamber the entire movie, or do we want him to break out into the new world? What do you guys want to do? I feel like him breaking out into the new world would definitely give it potential for either the idea of another thing to come along, or just the idea of his experimentation and everything he goes through and then he comes to the end and it's almost like a new beginning for him he now gets to so like redemption try and live past yeah almost like redeem from what he's done kind of thing okay so do we want the scientist to be a good guy like i think i kind of wanted to be a story of redemption like it's kind of metaphorical where under the depths underground that represents his own personal hell and then he ascends up to the new land and begins to repopulate it, maybe kind of Adam and Eve style. I think that would be really cool symbolism. What if you yeah. also? What if you also end up like you sort of hate the scientist at the beginning because he's making everyone do this, but then you realize the only way he could have like lived going into this new world is he did it to himself as well. 
Okay, so he feels really guilty for this, I'm assuming. Well, I mean, he feels bad, but he knows that it's also the only way anyone will survive. Yeah. Because he's subjected himself to the test before. Okay, and maybe maybe everyone else here, they've accepted it. They said, yeah, we got to do what we got to do. But he's the only one with the guilt. And then maybe when the girl dies or some child is injured, that's when he snaps. Maybe that's when he locks all the scientists underground and he tries to forge his own path. And I'm not saying it was right to kill all the scientists. In fact, I say that was pretty wrong. But it would kind of show how he's an imperfect character. We're all imperfect. imperfect. characters yeah. are the most relatable. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. We paint in shades of gray. Hey. Art okay. reference. So the first act should probably be him with all the other scientists, all these jokes. One scientist comes by really stoned, like, where were you? Oh, I was checking on the 420 vault. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> and then there was this one subject he was, um, one subject he was uh, checking on, maybe that one girl who's all by herself. And he watches her slowly go insane. Maybe she commits suicide by jumping off a table multiple times until all her bones break. That'd be pretty upsetting. And oh, then, gosh. I know, and right? And he can't. He can't save her. Yeah, and he just has to sit there and take notes the entire time while she's doing it. Uh, So then maybe after that, he snaps. He realizes, what the heck are we doing? Then he (laughs) flips out, locks all the scientists out, and then goes up to the surface. And that's either the end of Act 1 or the end of Act 2. We'll figure it out. How does that sound? Mm, End of Act 2, I think. End of Act 2. Okay. Okay. So then Act 3 is when he's on the surface, then. We good with that? Act 3 would be the starting of the new colony. Yeah, the new world. So we're going to have to cram a lot of stuff into these uh, Acts 3 and 4, then. Which is okay. It makes it different. Uh, So maybe he's trying to atone for his sins. So maybe he's searching for people who need his help. He's like, I want to do something besides killing. I want to start something that will outlive me or that will leave a legacy. Well, I mean, if he's going to start, like, a population, he, he first has to find Got to find a lady friend. Who, well, no. What he would have to do is, like, <laughs> first thing you go look for is shelter. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully find water and food. And at that point, maybe once he's, like, established a little bit of, like, um, uh, I don't want to say a, a house, but, like, a little bit of a little hut community place. He then goes out and tries to find everyone else who may have lived through this catastrophe. But his wrongs are also catching up to him because, as we said, the wild beasts have been let loose as well, not only the humans. Yeah. So it's a story about him like having to fight his past to like save humanity. Okay. And let's give this dude a name. What are we thinking today? Is he dying at the end? Good question. Uh... Maybe. If he's dying at the end, his name's Lucas. Lucas. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, let's actually think about that. Um, Would you say he needs to repent of his sins by dying or saving these other people? Is that repentance enough? I feel like the only way he would think that he can atone for what he's done is by saving 
all of the people he can. And he recognizes it's not enough. And obviously he's killed several people to that point. But as we said, he also knew it would be the only way that anyone would live in this world. So he doesn't really have to atone for anything, but at the same time, like one of the people that he watched die, like the woman who was by herself sort of made him snap and realize hey, just because of the fact that we're trying to help people for the new world doesn't mean they don't deserve a chance to live in the one now. Okay, I was that's a good idea. What if at the very end, um, in the 30 minutes I played of Fallout 3, there was this really cool town that was built around an unstable nuclear bomb, and it could blow up at any moment. So what if we do something similar, where there's some sort of old Earth warhead that's set to explode? And it's giving off tons and tons of radiation. So this guy knowingly goes in, he dismantles the bomb because he's a scientist, and he saves the town, but at the very end, the radiation poisoning kills him, so he slowly dies over the next couple of days. Or he dies immediately after, once he's saved these people. So that would be more of like the will to live kind yeah, of maybe, thing. Yeah, maybe the, the dogma that drives this guy... I want to save as many people as I've tortured or killed. And there were hundreds of people in the vaults. And this is a settlement of maybe a thousand people, which is small by our standards. But for the vault, it might be huge. So he's like, this is how I atone. This is how I make the world better than how I left it. All right, so we got our end, I think. Oh, but yeah, so he is going to die. So maybe we do need to call him Lucas. His name is Dr. Lucas. Can I... Can it be like his middle name? <laughs> it could be his first name. Doctor, his his real name could be like... That's too, We do need a kind of nerdy scientist name. Jeff or Steve. Be like Steve Winthrop or something. I don't know. I guess the name's not too important. Okay, I'm so, so bad at naming characters. <laughs> so let's, um... So let's figure out. He gets out of the... So we know how it ends, but now we gotta figure out how he gets there. So he gets out of the vault or whatever. He's like, I have to atone for my sins. And maybe he goes looking for people. And maybe he finds this settlement that we were talking about. And they've been having trouble. Like, oh, the water filter's broken. Or the solar panels are broken. And everyone there is too stupid. They were all the blue-collar people. (laughs) Well, (laughs) actually, blue-collar people could fix that. So, But he has to do something that only a scientist could fix. Because all the rich people went into the vaults, and all the people who had those special skills could afford the vaults, whereas the other people couldn't. And then he becomes maybe a hero of the town. We should name him Dr. Patel. Patel? Patel. Patel. P-A-T-E-L. Okay, sure. Oh, Patel. Mm-hmm. Something Lucas Patel. <laughs> Sounds good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Lucas must die. <laughs> Lucas must die. You guys... Either that, either that, or he can be the guy holding the microwave plate of food. We'll just subtly include a Lucas in every video. It'll be tradition now. Just like Damien's always the dark one in every video. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's figure out our conflict then. I know we've got kind of two conflicts in this movie, but the guy moves into the new village. Um, We'll figure out a name in a second. He... He fixes the water filter, fixes the solar panels or computers or whatever. And then what's the conflict? Are there raiders or something? Are there... Well, it's we already know the conflict. The conflict is all of the stuff that he's made is also released. That's a good point. all of the wild animals, all of the mutated humans who want to kill him now. 
okay, because maybe they know him because maybe he was the head scientist. One of the ghouls is like, Patel, I have your scent. We'll be after you soon. And then maybe their village is raided at night by a bunch of the ghouls or something who want revenge. <laughs> no, that's a good idea, Stuart. I like it. Hmm, yeah. Okay. Um, I realize I've been kind of rambling a lot, so if you guys want to direct the next part, please go ahead. I'm also out of ideas, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason he's doing it. It's like, I want to share. Shoot, shoot, come up with something, come up with something. <laughs> but, are you saying, like, what happens with the things that he releases? Or, like, I think this needs to be a classic, a classic, like going out expedition to find survivors but every single time he like tries finding survivors he keeps running into new problems like a giant badger or what did you say beaver and like a giant beaver attacks him and then he realizes some of the humans that were mutated try attacking him and then maybe one time um there's a land field a a landmine field or something like that or just where one of the bombs dropped during, like, when they were in the vaults. Um, there's still people who are alive, but they're, like, way, way messed up, obviously. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I like that. So, okay, let's think about this. I really think the vault may just need to be one act. We'll change it if we need to. But act one, vault stuff happens, he escapes. Act two, maybe that's him exploring the world, seeing all the damage that has happened, escaping from monsters and whatever. And maybe at the end of act two, he finally finds a village. Act three, that's where they're established. And maybe that's when the ghouls are threatening to attack them or something. How about this? What if the ghouls, what if they have an old earth bomb they're going to um, fire at the village or something? And then during the climactic final battle, they launch the bomb, lands in the city, but it's a dud. But it's still going to start leaking radiation, and no one can live there anymore. And they've already set up all these towns and all these houses. They've got gardens. Half of them are going to starve in the winter because they won't, have enough, they won't have enough food to support themselves. Personally, in my opinion, I don't know if that makes complete sense because aren't a lot of them already mutated from the experiments? And um, so is the well, doctor. Yeah, but like well, the regular people. There are lots of regular folks still running around, yeah. if I'm correct. There were people who, as far as we can tell, never lived or grew up in a vault. So there are people who somehow survived radiation, whether it have been some type. Like, there are normal people, and it's not it's not really clear if they were descended from vault dwellers or what had happened. Because... 200 years later, you have normal people, but everything else in the world is destroyed, and you wonder, how did they get there mm-hmm. if they don't, if they're, if not everyone came from a vault? Because there were some vaults that everyone, every one person that got in there died. So, and then there's some vaults where there are people that are still living on because the scientists themselves died out before they could do what they needed to. So we've, so there are regular humans humans who are running around, so it would make sense if there were already some people who had started rebuilding. Like, maybe, maybe the scientist guy had been working in the vaults for three or four years, and when he gets out, some people have started to rebuild little bits of society. And that's the village he happens upon. Maybe they save his life when he's about to be attacked by a tribe of the ghouls who want revenge on him. Or maybe some of the radiated beavers or something. It would, it would be interesting if we could 
spin the there to be a vendetta from the ghoul people to the normal people. Perhaps they are maybe jealous of the fact that these people are now hideously disfigured and the others still have a life that was taken from them. Maybe they're upset about the fact that they are shunned from normal communities. Maybe they're upset that they have to survive on their own instead of living in a community, you know, because I feel like if the ghouls, like, yes, the ghouls can definitely attack the scientists because they see the scientists now in this place, but I feel like they also need a reason to attack the people. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Maybe jealousy. Yeah, they could be jealousy. <laughs> also, maybe the people are harboring the scientists because they realize, hey, this scientist helped us, or for a more selfish reason, if our water purifier ever breaks again, we need this guy. Yeah. Or you could do the stance where the people don't actually like the scientists, but they still need him. Yeah, or the scientists could lie. Maybe when he was attacked, he lost his jacket and his badge or something, so they think he's just... One of the Harvard graduates or something who happened to escape during the bombing. And the ghouls, eventually at the climax, his past would have to be revealed and the people would have to choose whether or not to trust him. Yeah. And then if we want to play some a little mild humor, it could be like the scientist decides to like, maybe, maybe he wore a pair of glasses when he was working and he puts on like a pair of glasses to look at a repair and the goals are like, oh, it's him, you know, oh, like yeah, before maybe. they couldn't realize without the glasses. Yeah. So maybe the ghouls try to join the human society and it's going okay, but there's some friction around the people because they're all humans, but they're all so vastly different from each other. And that's when the ghouls say, we're going to raise this town unless you get rid of the scientists. And they're like, no way, man. If we don't have him, we'll drink irradiated water and we'll end up looking like you guys. And they're like, that's racist. And like, we're going to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) I really, okay. I really just want it to pan over to just a really ugly dude. And it's like, no, it's just like, but I'm not mutated. And it's like, oh, my mistake. Oh, (laughs) You should get some medicine for that. Get it looked at. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's do that. So maybe the guys become... So maybe the ghouls come in the day after the scientist or something, and the scientist has disguised himself, and they don't recognize him. So the ghouls and humans work together for a month, maybe, and at this point, the scientist, he's become a very valued and respected member of the community. He does lots of things to help them. The quality of life has greatly improved. And then He when could he, be one of the leaders. Like one yeah, of the he could become one of the leaders or something. So then when he's revealed... The human, the regular humans are saying, we can't abandon this guy. He's helped us so much. And then the ghouls are like, but you should see all the horrible things he did to us. And maybe that's when the hot chick steps up. It's like, it doesn't matter who he was and who he is now. Or it's who he is now. (laughs) The hot chick. I mean, the love interest has to be attractive, okay? Does she? There's always a love interest with you. I mean, it's so easy. Love interests are kind of like shorthand. It's like, oh, motivation. Oh, an attractive person. Perfect. (laughs) Motivation. Quit. Woman. Woman. Yes. (laughs) Whoa, man. (laughs) Okay. So then the battle would be during Act 4 or whatever. And let's figure out what the battle would be. So maybe the ghouls leave for a couple of months. And when they come back, they found some other ghouls who had escaped, and they've amassed this huge army. So the scientist, maybe, he has to get all these people who have sticks and rocks and turn them into an army, or science them up and make weapons for them. 
Science them up. Like, maybe they find this ancient piece of vault tech gear. You know, the Fallout vault guy with the power armor. Mm-hmm. Maybe they find one piece of that, and they have to cobble it together. And then he takes the front of the army, and they all charge in. It's this huge conflict. <laughs> and I think it'd be really cool, because they could have all these weapons of war, but they're all rusted and barely cobbled together. And I, th- I think that'd be pretty creative, pretty clever. And then maybe the hot chick dies, and he's really sad, but then he gets over it. <laughs> Wow, killing off the no, love No, 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 I'm sorry. The hot chick has to be alive so she can mourn his death when he sacrifice. Sorry, boys. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> when he sacrifices okay. himself. I was like, oh, all right, killing off the love interest. So they cool. both die. Yeah, no. Yeah, so I think maybe at the very end, I what's that weapon? The fat boy or something that shoots the miniature nuclear bombs? Yep, yep. Yes. Or fat man. Fat okay, man, fat I think man. it is. So maybe the ghouls have that, and the last guy whips it out to fire. The guy's like, no, he's too late. Fired into town. Everything's about to be destroyed. That's when they figure out it's a dud, but it's leaking out so much radiation. They're all going to die. You know that little clicker thing in Fallout that goes like, when you're near radiation? Oh, yeah. It will just be going off the charts, and everyone starts, like, coughing and wheezing. They all have to back away. And that's when they say, like, oh, we have to evacuate the town, but we don't have food to survive the winter or whatever. Half of us are going to die. And that's when Scientist Guy sacrifices himself to atone completely. You could also do you could also do the fact that he wants to turn, even though radiation is, like, leaking out, he finds a way to somehow make it cleaner and use it into energy or something Oh, that's like a great that. idea. Ooh, yeah, and it can power this. Yeah. So, like, you guys will never have a problem again. He's like, you guys don't need me anymore. This bucket of bolts here will do a better job than I ever did. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's a good idea, Stuart. Okay. You're welcome. You've had good <laughs> ideas too, Mitch. Don't worry. Wow, okay. I actually, Lies! <laughs> I actually really like this story. I, I recognize I say that about all our stories, but I think they end up pretty cool. Okay, so Stuart or Mitch, give us a rundown of the story. I think we've just about got it. Go, Mitch. I always do these. Go, oh our Prince of Darkness. All right. So let's see if I can get this straight. So we have Act 1 where we have the scientist going over pretty much the horrors that he's been subjected to for his job. He's doing all these experimentations. He's seeing everything, and it finally hits that point where that that girl that's alone in that solitary area finally kills herself, and he realizes, what am I doing with my life? He leaves, locks all the scientists in, and goes up to the um, the surface, and this is where he now starts to see the error of his ways, where he sees all these things that he's created, or at least had a hand in creating, running amok in the world that man themselves had created as well with their nuclear war. So he's exploring... He's finding things out, and eventually he comes to this town where they need help, and he realizes, I can help them. Maybe this is a way for me to make up for some of the things that I've done in my life. He goes to help them, and then the ghouls, the people that he helped create, come to this village as well, and they're like, hey, we want to you know, help out. And eventually, once they learn who this guy is, tensions arise between the halves of the people, and the ghouls want to destroy the city. The ghouls leave, amass an army, come back, and the scientist has to now build up an army from these people who have no idea what they're doing, from all these ancient weapons, or 
recently ancient weapons. Yeah, I was thinking like 200 years old. It was like, wait, it's just three years. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, they just, like they just wipe the years. dust off of them and they're ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wipe the dust off. And they're using basically relics of the war to fight against this thing when the ghouls in their last attempt fire a fat man shell into the middle of the city when it doesn't go off because it's a dud. Even though it's leaking a lot of radiation, the scientist has to go take care of it. And even though it costs him his life, he's able to now help humanity build or get a foothold in this new world that they've created. Yeah, okay, that's that, really cool. Is that about it? Yeah, I think that's our story. What was his name? What was his name? Oh, yeah, we need his oh, name. Oh, Patel. His name Dr. is Dr. Patel. Dr. Patel. And who is the person holding the tray of food that dies in the microwave? Lucas. Lucas. And who's in Vault 666? Satan. Damien. Oh, yeah, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you just say? Satan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I had to say it. Okay, so that's pretty much it. Let's just... Okay, you guys haven't played Fallout 3, but in that game, there is a town with a nuclear bomb in the center. So what if this ends up becoming that town? Sure. Yeah, I, I think it's actually called Nuketown or something. I think. Oh. Call of Duty. I don't know. I mean, Mitch, do you remember? Nuketown is referenced in Fallout 4, so I would assume that's it. Okay, maybe it becomes that town. It's actually sad, though, because in that game, you can actually reprime the nuclear bomb and blow up everyone there. Oh, so, no. Yeah, so that's kind of sad. I want to do that. Oh, I mean, I, I sure don't want to do that. some jerk doesn't come by in 200 years and blow us up. Nah, that won't <laughs> happen. Mitch's character walks out of the shadows and blows it up. Well, hey, what's that thing over there? <laughs> nah, it's Damien. <laughs> Damien escaped. <laughs> okay, my next playthrough of Fallout 4, my character's name is Damien. Nice. Hands down. Okay, and let's um let's get a name for the ghoul leader. Like, do they decide to use new names? Because, like, they're discarded. Like, we're no longer people. We're something better than people. You can name him, like, Targon or something. Tar sure, Targon, whatever. Yeah, that sounds good enough. Targon. It's like, it's about to be lunch break. Screw it, he's Targon. Okay, and the love interest? Lucille. Lucille, okay. So Targon, Lucille, Lucas, Nuketown, and I guess the town's unnamed when the scientist gets there because there's no nuclear bomb in it yet. Yeah, true. All right. And Plus, now, it's not built enough to have a name yet. Yeah, it's pretty much a bunch of shacks and a garden or two and a water purifier. Um, so let's figure out the name of this movie. What about Falling Out? Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Wordplay. Oh. Man, if we had I sound mean... effects in this podcast, I would put crickets Boo. right there. <laughs> get off the stage. Yes. <laughs> hey, it's my podcast. You guys get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, actually, so, like so many of these, we kind of need to have the Fallout name in there somewhere. Maybe we'd be like the games where it's Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 76, maybe Fallout Eden, because you it's could the beginning do Fallout of the world. Nuketown. Fallout Nuketown. No, that's actually a DLC. Oh, uh, never mind. Commentary. Yeah, can't do that, and that's a bit copyrighted, so... Ba, 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 that's copyrighted. Uh, what about Fallout Genesis? Because this is about new beginnings, shedding away of the old. Metamorphosis may be like, too on the nose. 
I actually no, I like I like you Fallout do, Genesis. You could do Genesis, you could do Ground Zero, or you could do um um what's it called? The first person who's infected. What are they called? Uh patient zero. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Patient zero. Or but he's not about, a patient. If we could find a cool word for this, like something to say that consequences or action your actions have consequences because the guy's actions from his past come back to haunt him in the form of the ghouls, even though that's something he did a long time ago. True. What if it could be like Fallout Echoes? Ooh. I don't know. I kind of like Genesis or Echoes or Retribution even. Retribution Fallout. You could do Fallout Aftermath. Fallout Aftermath. That would be cool. Mm. Fallout Vault all of them. You could do Fallout Upshot. Fallout Upshot. Um, I mean, it's not commonly used, but that does mean consequences. <laughs> I, I mean, Fallout Ramification. Ramification. Maybe. I like Genesis, but that Terminator Fallout? that Terminator movie did that a few years ago, and it wasn't very good. Fallout so, Retribution. <laughs> and then it's like Red Dead Redemption. I- Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Two. That'd be pretty funny. We just like make a Fallout movie. Just call it Halo Three. <laughs> Halo Three, the Star Wars trilogy. The Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> Join Spock as he tries to take the ring back to Mordor. <laughs> okay. Along Perfect. the way, Lightning McQueen will. Okay. Okay. Uh, Lightning McQueen will race through Jurassic Park to return the Nebuchadnezzar. Okay, let me, hey, I'm actually going to pull up a thesaurus. Let's see. Redemption. Let's see. What are some other words? Atonement. Rest it. Reclamation. What about that? Jonathan's using big words. Fallout reclamation. What do you guys think? I kind of like, like that. Okay, let's also try renewal. See what that says. Uh, restoration, resumption, re- regeneration, rebirth, fallout rebirth, fallout awakening, fallout resurrection. Hmm. Any of those speaking to you guys? I'm fine with a lot of them. Oh, I liked, uh, yeah, I did like, a lot of them could work. Um, I think my favorite was probably fallout Genesis though. Sure. Mm-hmm. Let's do Genesis then. And let's get our little tagline. This is one falling out you don't want to miss. <laughs> Why are all my ideas cheesy? Hmm. You could do when the war ended, humanity rose. No. The worst kind of problems are the ones you've created. Ooh, okay. Or you could do I like rising s- from rising from the ashes. Something like that. Something about renewal or redemption for sure. Because of the fact that you named it Genesis. Yeah. So it's like Fallout Genesis. Um, from the ashes, we rise. This is so funny. We did great the entire movie and we're stumped on the title and tagline. <laughs> oh, um, shoot. I can't figure this one out. I can't either. I'm just like in my head. I keep going Fallout Genesis and then trying to say something afterwards. Yeah, right. Like, Fallout Genesis. <gasps> Nothing comes after. You're like, you hope that if you just say it, your brain will think of something witty, but it's not working right now. How about, how about redeem, rebuild, restore? That might be good. That might be good. 
Redeem, rebuild, restore. Okay. He's redeeming himself. They're rebuilding the city, and they're trying to restore civilization. Ooh, I do love symbolism. Yeah. Yep, that is good. Okay, so Fallout Genesis. Redeem, rebuild, restore. Coming to theaters eventually. I like it. (laughs) Coming to theaters. Starring Mel Gibson. With every ticket you buy, you get 20% off uh, next purchase of Fallout 76. Please buy our game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so bad. The new new tagline, Fallout Genesis. The movie's better than the actual game by the producers. Public service (laughs) announcement. If you have not bought Fallout 76 yet, continue not to buy it, okay? Great. Glad we got I love that how we're saying this. I love how we're saying this, but the thing is, is none of us have ever played it. But it's I've watched There's YouTube videos, so I'm a professional. I can say this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I saw 10 minutes of gameplay. Uh, that's all I need. Don't, yeah. don't <laughs> knock what you haven't tried. Either way, that is indeed the Fallout movie, Fallout Genesis. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope you enjoyed. Also, special shout-out to my co-host tonight, Mitch and Stuart. Thanks so much, guys. And Mitch, happy birthday. But we hope you guys enjoyed the video. As always, if you liked what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to hit us up with a like and a subscribe if it's on YouTube, and a five-star and a comment if it's on iTunes, because five-star comments and reviews make us feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Also, if this is the first episode you've seen, we've got several more you can watch, and we hope you enjoy them all. Anyways, my name's Jonathan. Thank you so much for watching, and you guys have a fantastic rest of your day. See ya. Thank you.